Welcome to the Prophecy Club. We're going to talk about what is happening in the news today in light of Bible prophecy. Now, just last night, and I'm recording this at 934-19 of 2019, just last night, President Trump got on national news and made his case for why he feels like we need to have a border wall. And of course, I agree with him, and probably most all Christians do. But I want to explain it from the point of the Bible. Now, I guess I'm going to talk a little bit about the Bible today, and I know that we always lose listeners when I talk about the Bible, and that's a real shame, because if you want to understand what's going on, you have to understand this. So I'm going to specifically explain to you about the Trump wall and about his talk last night in light of Bible prophecy. I think you'll find it very interesting. Now, I'm also going to be bringing in Maurice Scalar and his recent vision of the courtroom of heaven, which so much ties into it. I have to lay a foundation in order to do this. If you want to understand immigration, you want to understand what's going on, you want to understand the heart of the Democrats, then you have to understand this. As you recall, October 3rd of 2015, I've already told you this, that I heard the audible voice of God say, these are the days of Elijah. These are the days of Elijah. And then he downloaded in my heart that the great end time battle between good and evil has begun. What you saw last night with Trump representing the good, wanting the wall, and then right after that you saw Pelosi and Schumer representing the prophets of Baal or the evil side. You saw it. Now, I'm going to explain it in light of these are the days of Elijah because there is a great battle going on right now, a great battle. If you understand this, then you'll understand why the Democrats do what they do and why the Republicans do what they do. All right, so first of all, the story of Elijah, because I know we probably have a lot of listeners that are loosely familiar with it. We may even have some that are not familiar with it. So we have to start there. So let's go to 1 Kings 18.21. Now, I'm going to read some Bible scripture, okay? but stay with me. I'm going to tie it to Donald Trump, Nancy Pelosi, and Chuck Schumer. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long are you guys going to... I'm going to Johnsonize it here a little bit. <laughs> How long are you guys going to have two opinions? Look, if God is God, follow him. If Baal is God, then follow him. The people didn't answer anything. So then Elijah said to the people, Look, I'm the last remaining prophet of God, but all of these bald prophets are 450 men. So let's do this. Let's get two books. You choose one, I'll choose one. You cut it in pieces, lay it on the wood, put no fire under it, dress it, and then you call for fire from your God and let God be God. And let the God that answers by fire, let him be God. They said, it is well spoken. Verse 25. And Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose you one bullet for yourselves and dress it. So they dressed it all up. They got it all cut up. They laid it on the wood. I'm kind of summarizing it here. And they called on their prophet of Baal to answer by fire. Of course, prophet of Baal is not really God. Just like uh, there's a lot of gods, Allah, and a lot of them out there that are not really God. Because our God is the real God. Okay, But that is the whole question, whose God is God? So anyway, they put the bullock up on the wood. They called for their God. And nothing happened. About noontime, Elijah began to mock them. He said, whoa, wait a minute. You're not crying loud enough because he's God. 
look, maybe he's talking or maybe he's pursuing, maybe he's on a journey or maybe he's just asleep. You got to wake your God up. Cry a little louder. So they cried louder. Then they even began to cut themselves with knives and lances. Blood gushed out. Came about midday. Nothing happened. So they prophesied until the evening time of the evening sacrifice. No voice. No fire. No answer. Nothing. So then Elijah said, okay, my turn. So Elijah took 12 stones, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, laid them out. Then he got the bullock and he cut it. He laid it on the wood. Now he did something that is so important for them to understand that this is really God. So he laid it out on the wood, cut the bullock in pieces, and he said, fill four barrels with water. Now, I don't know how much the barrel is, but it's probably a pretty good amount of water. Four barrels. Pour it on the sacrifice and on the wood. Then he said, do it a second time. They did it a second time. Do it a third time. They did it a third time. The water ran all around the altar, all over the, the, the sacrifice, all over the wood, even made a trench for the water around it. Then, about the time of the evening sacrifice, Elijah called upon God. Now, I'm, I believe, stay with me. This is important. You want to understand the end times. I'm about to explain it to you. That's Texas talk. Explain it to you. So about that time, fire came down out of the sky and consumed the burned sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. Get that? Okay, so fire burned up the sacrifice, the bullock, the wood, the stones, the dust, and the water. All of the people fell on their faces. So then what did they do to the prophets of Baal? So Elijah said to them, take the prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape. And so they took them and Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon and slew them there. As a result of fire coming out of the sky, it proved that our God, the God of Elijah, is the true God and that all the prophets of Baal are liars. Now, in my opinion, the same thing just happened last night. And I'm, please, I'm not trying to be offensive, so I'm going to apologize in advance for what I'm trying to say. But I'm trying to explain, trying to help you to see that the things of the Bible are repeating even today. In other words, in my opinion, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and the rest of the Democrats that believe this, they represent the prophets of Baal. They represent Lucifer. They represent Satan that is a liar and a deceiver deceiver and an accuser of the brethren because that's what Satan does. He accuses. He says, you're a misogynist. You're a racist. You're, and and all of the the words, I should have all of those words so I could just name them all off, but just, you've heard them. That's what the accuser of the brethren does. That's how you can spot them. Same thing is going on. And then Trump comes along And I'm not saying Trump is Jesus. I'm not saying Trump is Elijah. I think he's probably a baby Christian, but he is. I do believe he's a Christian. I do believe he's probably one of the best presidents we've ever had. Definitely the best president in my lifetime. Not perfect, but a whole lot better than the alternative. I think it's a whole lot better than what you or I could be doing in the same position. I do believe he's called of God to be there. So then Trump comes on. He's trying to make his case. And then as soon as he makes his case, then the accuser of the brethren comes on. Don't believe a word he's saying. He, they didn't use these words, but in so many words, they call him a liar. Again, that's the accuser of their brethren. 
and they don't say, oh, well, uh, the wall is – they don't give any really good ex- examples and reasons why it's not good. They just say it costs too much. It's expensive. It's not going to work. Okay. In other words, it's just a difference of opinion. The same thing is happening. So now let's go to Revelation thirteen eleven, And it beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as the dragon. My opinion, this is probably speaking of the present pope. It has two horns, in case you're not aware of it. There is a white pope and a black pope, and that has nothing to do with skin color. That has to do with one is visible, one is in the background, and is not revealed. Meaning that there are two popes that rule the Catholic Church. And again, I'm not beating up on my Catholic brothers and sisters. Believe me, there's going to be some good brothers and sisters, Catholics in the Lord, whose name is in the book of life. And it's just that their particular uh, church gets hijacked. Okay, let's go on. And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him. That's the Antichrist. So this is talking about the false prophet. And when he's in the presence of the Antichrist, this is what it's about to say. He can call fire out of the sky. Let me read it, and then we'll tie it together which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. First beast was the Antichrist, wounded, but he doesn't die, or he comes back from the lie. And he doeth great wonders. This is the point I get to. So that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles, which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that, or now let's skip it from there. So what's going on? The first case, the prophets of Baal could not pull fire out of the sky. Every one of them, 450 of them, were taken to the book of, brook of Kishon and slain and killed because they couldn't pull fire out of the sky. Yet this guy, this false prophet, when he is in the presence of the first beast, is able to make a fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. So what's happening? Has Satan gained the power to make fire come out of the sky? I don't think so. I think it is just high technology. I don't know if it's UFOs, people from another planet, or satellites sending. I don't know how they do it. But you know that they have the technology, or at least by then, they will have the technology to be able to do this. Why? I'll tell you why. Because right now, that's what the audible voice told me, right now we are in the days of Elijah. Once again, history is repeating itself. Once again, good and battle are in a great fight, a fierce battle for whose God is God. And it's saying in the last days, this Antichrist, he's going to do the same thing. Only see, it's saying that we're moving into a great time of miracles. Remember I told you, August 8th, 2015, I heard the audible voice say to me, this is the time of miracles. So that's saying that Miracles are about to be revealed on the earth. Now, yes, uh, and of course, after he said that, what was downloaded in my heart is as judgment hits, so will God's miracles. And he's going to meet the devil step by step, inch for inch, pound for pound. Everything he does, he will never leave us nor forsake us. So what he's saying is, yes, once again, fire is going to come down out of heaven. Well, why? Because the devil wants to deceive. Remember the Bible says that God will send them a strong delusion so that all those that not come to the knowledge of the truth would believe a lie and be damned. Meaning, brothers and sisters, if you are not saved or if you don't have family members or 
business members or friends or neighbors or relatives, you don't have people saved. They haven't asked Jesus into the heart. You better get after talking to them because the night cometh when no one can work, meaning the day is going to come when no one will be able to talk to people about Jesus or you'll lose your head. And in my opinion, I think that's coming probably in the ballpark of two on the early side, three, maybe four years on the outside, probably five years tops. That's just a guess. I'm not trying to set a date. I'm just trying to say we don't have long. And that's what Maurice Scalar was trying to say with courtroom vision, too. He's saying we don't have long. Okay, so what it's saying is as Donald Trump gets on the TV and says we need the wall, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer comes on immediately after and says it's rubbish. That is the battle of Elijah. It's the same thing. One is saying this is right. My God says this is right. Build a wall. The other one says, no, this is wrong. Don't build a wall. That's rubbish. We don't need that. So the battle is going on once again. And you're going to watch this. My opinion, most of you listening right now will listen carefully, will have the opportunity to take the mark of the beast, to deny Jesus, you will have the opportunity to lose your salvation. So let me warn you again. If you take the mark of the beast, then you were cast into the lake of fire where the beast and the false prophet are. And then after a thousand years, Satan is also cast there. And you you don't get soul death. You live eternally in torment with the beast, the false prophet, and Satan in hell. That's what the Revelation says, and maybe I should make a whole broadcast on this someday, too. But anyway, again, I memorized the book of Revelation. I know what I'm talking about. So anyway, now let's tie this together with the courtroom of heaven. I think this courtroom of heaven is some of the most awesome information we have had in the world of Bible prophecy and Christianity in a long, long time. It is so important and so powerful. Now, what I've done here is... I've kind of summarized this because it took me a whole broadcast just to read through the whole thing. But I've summarized it, uh, and I want to make some more points. I'm going to tie this together with what is just happening right now with the battle for the wall. My opinion, I think, <laughs> look, now there's no thus save the Lord, okay? This, again, I should have the right to my opinion, my guesses. I should be able to guess. And yes, I prayed and asked God to tell me about this, but he has chosen not to tell me about it. Uh, he is a great keeper of secrets. But there are times where he revealeth the deep and secret things, but he hasn't revealed the deep and secret things on this to me and apparently no else. So in my opinion, I think that the wall battle is going to continue. And I think that we probably will go past February 1st and we probably will see the welfare cut off. Why do I say that? Because I've gotten the mouth of two witnesses and maybe we'll get to that today too. Probably not, maybe in, in the next few broadcasts. Two witnesses that say, uh, give us our entitlements. That Shane Warren saw visions of people holding up signs, give us our entitlements. Well, what's an entitlement? Well, that's welfare. That's your SNAP programs, your food stamps, and things like that. In other words, the free handouts from the government. Well, I can't think of a better time, and this fits perfect with the timing, what I see the fall of America coming. So it fits perfect to me that probably this government shutdown will continue. Probably they will cut off welfare. Probably that starts another level of the internal revolution, not the final level, but it's going to get worse. Another broadcast, another day. Let's get going. I want to cover a couple of things as it ties to the battle of the end times, the battle of Elijah and the prophets of Baal. All I want to show you this 
in this vision of the courtroom of heaven by Maurice Sklar, given December 27, 2018. Now, you have to understand the whole point of this. The whole point of this is Lucifer had called for this courtroom appearance, apparently. Basically, Lucifer had complained to God because it had reached the 6,000-year mark since Adam fell. I don't know that it's referring to the time when Adam was created, but it may be. I mean, we don't know how long it was between Adam being created and when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit when they fell. We don't know that. However, we do know that this says, of course, the Bible says, and this confirms, that Lucifer was given 6,000 years to rule the earth, and the whole complaint here is 6,000 years are up. And since he got this vision on December 27th, 2018, in my opinion, I think it's saying that probably come January 1 of 2019 was the exact end of 6,000 years since Adam ate of the fruit and fell, and the 6,000 years were given to Lucifer to rule the earth. And the whole point of this is Lucifer is saying, look it, it's been 6,000 years. I want my time. I want my time. So Marie Scalar has this vision in the middle of eating. He said, you're summoned to the courtroom of heaven. You're to record the case being tried now so that God's people will know, listen to this, the lateness of the hour. So the whole point of this and the point of Maurice being called to the courtroom of heaven was to show us just how close it is to the return of Jesus. So don't think that Prophecy Club saying some of these things, and Maurice Sklar is like some kind of weirdo, wacko, crazy, uh, going up to the top of the uh, the mountain saying Jesus is coming. Jesus, look, we've got a lot of really good reasons for saying this. And it's not just one person, it's many. And it's great prophets of God that are saying it. So, I mean, we have credibility here. You re- To record the case being tried now so that God's people will know the lateness of the hour. You must warn them so that the bride may awaken and take heed. Are you hearing? This is so important. The time is short. Listen to what he said. He just said, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. I was surprised how much it looked like a Supreme Courtroom in America. A beautiful angel named Justice stood up and shouted, All rise. The honorable ancient of days, that's the father, the judge of all creation, the king of the ages, the Most High Lord Almighty is present and presiding. We all stood up exactly at the same time in unison. Then Lady Justice shouted, Be seated. The High Court is now in session. Then the case was read before all by, uh, the, by Lady Justice Angel, saying, and this is the point, the timing of the final judgments of the day of the Lord must be decided. Did you hear that? What it's saying is, Satan has been complaining, look it, I I get my seven years here. 6,000 years is up. I suppose to already had this. This thing has been delayed. I want it moving forward. I want to get it going. That's the whole point he's saying. The timing and the final judgments of the day of the Lord must be decided. The accuser, Satan, is prosecuting, declaring that the time of Adam's lease is over, meaning now it's his time to rule the earth. And he must be allowed to take ownership of the earth for a time and times. That's one year and then two years and half a time means that's three and a half years. So Adam's lease, meaning Adam had ownership of the earth and Lucifer stole it from him for to a certain degree. It's complicated. I'm not going to go into that. If I I go into that, we get off subject. So so some 6,000 years. But 
Lucifer literally gets control of the earth for seven years, seven-year tribulation, but he gets ownership and governorship to rule the earth for three and a half years. That's what it's saying. Representing the holy defense is Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, the Lamb of God. Representing the agenda of the fallen Lucifer now called Satan is himself the accuser, liar, and deceiver, Satan. The prosecution may proceed. Lady Justice proclaimed. The beast, or Antichrist, said, Adam was given exactly 6,000 years to rule the earth. He gave that lease to me, and I own it. I have a right to rule over every man, woman, and child who are mine by Adam's free choice. The time is up. I now demand to be given the government of mankind through whom you call the son of perdition. We also call him the Antichrist. I call him my son of man. I have the scriptural right to take control of the earth for seven years. Give it to me now. That was the whole point. It's saying, brothers and sisters, we have crossed the line. 6,000 years is up. This is Lucifer saying, I want my time, I want my time, I want my time. Lady Justice then spoke again. The defense may proceed. Now Jesus speaks. As the true son of man, I have taken the death penalty for every generation of fallen man, including those in this harvest generation. I also strip Satan of his authority over the church of the living God. His gates can no longer prevail against her. Through the intercession of my holy bride on earth, the overcoming church of the living God, there has been granted a pause, that's good news, by this court to allow for the fullness of the harvest to come in. During the last hearing on this matter in 2015, that's really important. That's saying that apparently Lucifer called this court appearance once before in 2015. We just didn't hear about it. And apparently three years were granted as an extension. So I guess that could be saying that maybe the 6,000 years were up even three years ago. But he specifically said 6,000 years was up now. So maybe Lucifer called this three years ago saying, hey, I mean, I'm expecting to get this sometime here. I mean, actually, three years ago would have been about the right time because he's thinking it's all up in 6,000 years. So three years ago would have given him about the last three and a half years to rule the earth. So that makes sense. Anyway, let's go on. For I spoke on earth, as it is written, the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto all the world, and then the end shall come. I by the authority of the prayers and intercession of the bride, documented here in this scroll. Then he handed a scroll to the Father. I petitioned the court for another measure of time, and as I've said in an earlier broadcast, it is my guess. Please, it is just a guess. As my guess, it's probably another three years, simply because it was three years since the last court was called. My guess is that the next court will be three years, meaning that maybe... Maybe, just maybe, the earth has been given another three years before, before what? Before the tribulation starts, my brothers and sisters. Now, let's take just a second think that through. So here we are in 2019. If the tribulation starts in three years, if that there is another court session called in three years, and at that time, if Satan is given his three and a half years, or actually seven years for the tribulation, that would mean that here we are in 2019, Add three years, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. Wow. Is that saying that the seven-year tribulation might start 2022? Very possible. Matter of fact, that's probably the most possible. And the most probable time, that lines up with what Terry Bennett said, also with what Shane Warren said. 
So there we have in the mouth of three witnesses, brothers and sisters. All right, let's go on. So if the tribulation starts in 2021-ish, thereabouts, when would Jesus return? Let's see, 2021, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 2029, 20, that kind of a ballpark. Well, I can show you some other reasons why that is the ballpark, but that'll get us off target. So let's go on. So he says, I petition the court for another measure of time for the end time church to finish and to fulfill the promise of my people. As it is written, none should perish, but all have the opportunity to hear the good news of the gospel and be saved from perdition. So Jesus is saying, okay, yes, 6,000 years are up. Yes, you've got seven years. Yes, you've got three and a half years coming to rule the earth. We understand that. But it is also written in these other scrolls that all that are given to me will come to me. Everyone whose name is written in the book of life will come to me, and you can't start your seven-year tribulation until all has come to me, and all has not come to me. So basically, Jesus is saying, no, you got to give us more time. You can't do it yet. Now, I see him running out of time. Now, So I'm going I'm to stop the part about Maurice here. I want to make a couple of points. What is happening right now is a time of great judgment, a time of great uh, fight between the good and the evil. The times of Elijah are here again. The battle between good and evil. What we saw last night on TV is another Elijah. Trump representing Elijah, saying, look, this is the right thing. This is the right way to go. And then we see Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the Democrats, the demons, <laughs> the communists, the evil, stand up and say, no, that's no good. Okay, well, all right. Let's, let's, why is immigration so big? And why is it that the Democrats want to have open borders and the Republicans don't want to have order, open borders? It boils down to what God told the children of Israel when they went into the land. He said, do not take uh, wives, do not marry, do not intermarry with them, do not let them be a part of your society. Essentially, why? Because he was trying to keep them pure. Because he said, if you do this, then you or your children or your children's children will go after their God. So that's the real point. The reason it is good to have walls is so people that don't have a God or godless or terrorists or evil people or drug people or the other people that don't have Jesus as God will not come in and live among us and then they become not only our brothers and sisters. I'm not talking about brothers and sisters in the Lord. I'm talking about they marry, they intermarry. Then our children, our children's children, or us, start going after their gods, going after their drugs and their evil ways and their, their killing and their, their raping and all the things that these evil people do. It's trying to keep, keep people of other gods, evil people, out of a Christian nation. The reason the Democrats want open borders is because the devil knows that if we can get people of the other gods living next to us, then some of them will go after their gods. See, immigration, boiled down to this, is whose God is God, whose God is going to get the victory, and we know at the very end, Jesus is going to return and wipe out all of the tares. But in the meantime, if we See, it's trying to destroy a Christian nation. Open borders destroys the Christian nation by bringing people with other gods into our nation. 
bringing people that are evil, bringing people that are corrupt, bringing people that are druggies and drug dealers and, and sex trafficking and corruption. It is, so the, the wall is good, brothers and sisters. The problem is it's kind of like closing the gate after the cows are out. Okay, so we should have had the wall 50 years ago, and it should have been a nice high wall. And we, so I mean, I think Trump needs to do what he's going to do. So what do I think? I think that Trump is probably not going to capitulate. I think he's going to continue to see the government shut down. I think it probably will go past February 1st. I think we probably will see welfare shut off. We probably will see people out on the streets. First, they'll be protesting, give us our entitlements. But then it will get worse and worse and worse, and it'll turn to blood and bullets. And then Trump, probably in 2019, is probably also going to announce the Israeli peace plan. And he's probably going to split Israel. When he splits Israel, it's done for. It's done for. Now, I'm not offering any DVDs. And to tell you the truth, I shouldn't have to. If you believe in what we're trying to do, then God will bless you for blessing us. So when it comes time to your giving, please remember Prophecy Club. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for those gifts of support. Lord, bless those people that give unto this ministry in Jesus' name. The Prophecy Club is on the tip of God's spear. Join the battle and prayerfully consider supporting the Prophecy Club with your gifts of support. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support.